the conscious experience. Oh. Uh. Yeah. 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 gentlemen we are 26 weeks in and in this episode i will be talking to a professional mma fighter delano taylor aka the postman in this episode we'll discuss what it takes to cultivate a winning mentality the necessity of putting in hard work and current events going on in the fight game and in response to all the love and support from listeners thank you thank you thank you I am working extremely hard to build a professional studio so audio quality can be improved and soon, very soon, we're going to add a YouTube channel so you guys can have access to our video stream as well. Transition. They want to throw me under a white jail cause I'm a black man with confidence of a white male. Hallelujah. gentlemen this is the conscious experience and this is episode 26 as always i have my right hand man by my side b lap is in the cut yo <laughs> <laughs> i've been done that in a while so i threw him off I, I i realized the last two episodes i forgot to do that it's crazy crazy we got special guests in the building before i announce his name i'm gonna go over some highlights that i uh, looked up <laughs> Let me mind you guys, he's only 23 years of age. He has a winning record of 8-2. and two. His last fight was a TKO win over Hector, which he's a beast. I watched I watched the guy that you just fought in December. Holy shit. <laughs> um, you have three submissions, which is really good. And you're a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. Uh, the postman, because he's delivering these ass kickings. <laughs> <laughs> Delano Taylor, what's up, my man? Yo, bro, what's good? <laughs> good, good. I, in, in creating this podcast, I had like maybe 10 names that I wanted to get on this platform. And you were definitely one of them because I wanted to pick your fighter's mentality. But not only that kind of pick behind who you are as a person. I feel like fighters don't really get the chance to, to express that side of them. But let me talk about your fighting style real quick. Like, Jesus, that, that last fight, you you totally dispatched. You're explosive. You have a, 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 a huge frame. Welterweight. You, you, fight welterweight, welterweight. Yeah. you have a huge frame for a welterweight. You're wide. And you have these moments where you're exploding. You throw these barrages of strikes. And, and the thing is, you're very precise with these strikes as well. And you just attack, attack, and the guys fold. And you also have some slick transitions on the ground, man. 
How, what did it take? How did you get here? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's a good question. What did it take? How did I get here? <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a really complicated question. If you uh, really want to know, the best way I can put it is pressure makes diamonds. You know. Yeah. You know, you go through a bunch of stuff in your life, and then uh, you gotta kind of translate it. Yeah. That's what you can, you know. Yeah. Like absolutely. an artist, you know, I just go out there and paint my picture. You feel mm-hmm. me? So. Uh, I just put my work in every day. Got you. I'm in the gym like maybe I want to say on a daily, two to four hours a day. <sighs> That's a commitment, baby. Yeah. So yeah. like, damn. Is there some days where it's just like, yo, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. And then it's like, really not want to do this. Yeah. Like I feel worse if I don't do this. Yeah. Know? And yeah. it just becomes that that rolling effect of like, I yeah. didn't train today. Oh man, I gotta train harder tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I just do the whole week off. You know? Yeah. So. I just I just like to stick up in there and just keep it pushing, you know? Absolutely. Um th- that hard work for me when I competed, it 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 really depletes or inflates your confidence. If you know you're not putting in that work and you got a competition two months out or even even as short as like six weeks, four weeks yep. and you're not in shape, you're going in there like, Oh my god, did I do enough? Did I do enough? And that type of chatter in your head, you do not want no. You're about to go against a monster. That's the worst. To, yeah. That's the worst thing. That's the worst feeling you have. <laughs> the feeling of like, damn. Yeah. Like, honestly, it could it, it could defeat you before you even get up in the cage mm-hmm. or on whatever platform you do, whether it be jujitsu or like, like I have some times where like I'll compete jujitsu tournaments. Yeah. I'm an MMA fighter, so yeah. Like, I do jujitsu because I just like the fact that it keeps my mind sharp, exactly. my body active. Yeah. So. Whether I get first or second or third or just I'm on the podium. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking to myself, damn, did I train enough gi? Because sometimes I don't train enough gi. Gotcha. I train a yeah. lot of no gi. Yeah. But it ain't the same. You know, yeah. It's a different yeah. game. Yeah. So uh, that sometimes you have to you have to be able to teach yourself how to differentiate the difference, regardless to if you were training it or not, mm-hmm. because you gotta you gotta tell yourself that your body is conditioned enough mm-hmm. and you got to understand that you've trained enough mentally to, to yeah. be able to do it. You know? Yeah. And I feel a lot of people forget that yeah. when they when they go out there on that platform. Going to that mental side, um, there was a moment before the fights and, and, and for ladies and gentlemen, for people who never fought before or never watched a fight, there's this pivotal moment before the bout happens where the referee is, is calling the instructions or whatever, or, or the announcers finish calling names. And there's these brief moments where the fighters are about to fight and you re- the camera angles in the fighter's face and you really get to see how they're feeling. Most memorable moments when Conor McGregor fought Jose Aldo and Conor McGregor was so confident and Jose Aldo was looking down and you could see he had the pressure of the world on his shoulders and you saw what happened right there. He threw, he was very stiff and got caught, clipped. When I saw you about to compete, um, your, your last fight, when I saw you uh, about the fight, you had like this clear as day look, like there was nothing going on but victory in your mind. It was, it was, it was like this primal, like there's nothing here. Like I'm calm, and you're calm as well, which is like holy shit. This guy's ready to tear someone's head off. How do you get to that moment? Like how do you keep your head clear? There's a lot of people when they compete, they get into their head. They might be a, a crazy athlete in the gym. They might be knocking guys left mm-hmm. and out in practice or whatever. But what for for some reason, whenever they compete, they they can't get into that mindset and they and they don't do as well. How do you get into that mindset? 
I dance. You dance? <laughs> there it is. Like, I'll be in the back. I'll be in the back. I'll be in the back making a fool of myself. You know? Yeah. Because um, you ever heard of people saying, oh, you know, when you're performing on stage, just imagine everybody in the, in the crowd naked. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> I... I like to flip that, and I like to pretend like I'm the naked guy. You know? Oh, I see, I you see. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In the back, I'm embarrassing myself. Yeah. I'm dancing, but like I'm hitting the moves. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm doing my yeah. thing in the back. You know, I'm dancing, dancing. You know, so like I hit it, and then like mm-hmm. you know my, my corner starts feeling the energy. Yeah, and then like yeah. whoever, like if I had like let's say uh one of my cousins or like a family member back there with me, they start feeling the energy. They're like, oh wow, yo, he's feeling it. He's loose. He oh, feels man. good. You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, people don't understand that before you compete, you got to find your thing. You yeah. know. You gotta find that thing that can kind of tether you to the mm-hmm. world, you know? Cause yeah. like when you're fighting, it does feel like the world's on your shoulders sometimes. Like you're in the cage. Like for me, my goal ultimately is like to provide for my family, you know? Mm-hmm. Like to be able to have that ability to provide for my family. Yeah. Me? So not everybody has that goal in mind mm-hmm. or not everybody has the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But I train hard, I focus on what I want mm-hmm. and I do have the ability to do that, you yeah. know? So, I figure anything is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. So if it's dancing, I'm dancing in the back. Yeah. If it's playing slow songs in the back, I'm playing slow songs in the yeah. back. I'm chilling, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's just getting my mind to the point where it's like, I can't think anymore. Yeah. Like my brain turns off. Yeah. Like I get in the cage and it's just like the last bit of like whatever I had in the back just coming out. Gotcha. Like entering. Yeah. But the minute, like, I don't know what it is, but when you're in the cage, there's like this split second where like everything goes really silent. Like you can hear a pin drop. Like everybody's screaming, but you can hear every single thing going on in the cage. It's crazy. Oh. And like from from the from the bell ringing to the announcer saying whatever he's saying to the guy in the back hitting the pads. Mm-hmm. Like you not supposed to be able to hear the guy in the back yeah, hitting the pads, yeah, but you can yeah. hear him. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, crazy. Okay. So you're yeah. so dialed in, you're so holding, you know what I'm saying? So um for me, the moment it becomes real, it's not even that way. It's, you know, mm-hmm. like everybody's like, oh, you know, the fight becomes real that way. It's for me, the moment becomes real when, when I hear the, the cage door is locked. Whoa. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. It's like, I'm one person, one second, and the minute the cage doors lock, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not the line, I'm the postman. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it I'm a totally different persona. <sighs> that is so primal, but... As a fighter, you have to be instinctual. You can't think when you're yeah. fighting because if, if you do, that's how you get knocked and out, devastated. And that's what yeah. comes with uh, the confidence and training. Mm-hmm. You know, you drill the same thing every day. You do this every day. You know you're outworking the guy every day, regardless mm-hmm. of if you're just, let's say you're just running a mile every day. Yeah. You're doing more than the other guy. Yeah. You know, or you're making sure after every practice you're doing, you're kicking pads. Yeah. You're doing more than the other person's doing. Yeah. Every single day kicking pads. Yeah. Every single day running a mile. Yeah. That's way more than the other person's doing. It's it's that it's that mindset where you where you show up mm-hmm. and you don't have to be coached by the coach. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. You coach yourself. Exactly. You know, you know what you have to do. Yeah. So you're doing it. Yeah. Regardless to who's who's around, who's looking. Yeah. You know. You're not you're not there to be like, oh wow, you know, let's pay attention to this guy because yeah. you know he's doing his work. No, no, no. You're, you're there because you're that guy. Yeah. Yeah. You're there because you're that guy in your mind, and you have to keep. Pursuing that persona that you're that guy. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. MMA is such a tight rope because the, the, if you pursue that, like, it, it's crazy. I feel like it's the most vulnerable sport 
that you can do because like literally you're fighting a guy who wants to rip your head off across the cage and you're in your underwear <laughs> <laughs> in front of hundreds thousands of people and the fact that on any given night you can have a devastating knockout like Jorge Masvidal and Ben Askren yes. where you just fucking knock the guy out in three seconds. I feel like everybody saw that coming. Yeah. yeah that's sure. just me. That's sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Ben Askren saw it coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but on the other side, you can you can get like submitted if you slip up or you can get caught. You can get clipped. And if the if the, if the ref sees you taking too much juice, like, okay, okay. And then so it, it's really like it's like 50-50. But dude, that Ben Askren fight you thought he was going to get... Ben Oscar knew he was going to get knocked out. Yeah. I mean, if you really watch the clip, mm-hmm. you see him go for a double leg. <laughs> yeah. Like, he didn't throw out one punch, mm-hmm. but he's shooting for a double leg. Mm-hmm. I feel like... Uh, you kind of knew you were going to get knocked out. Yeah. In my in my opinion, like in MMA, there's only two reasons. Well, there's three reasons people mm-hmm. go for a double leg. One, they're trying to Khabib you. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they're a Khabib type of yeah. Like they're, They just want to... Yeah. Pressure, pressure, take you down, ground yeah. the pound, hold you down. Two, you don't really have good striking, mm-hmm. you know? Like Ben Askren, so I'm yeah. going to go for this double leg. That's the case, My yeah. striking's not good, but I'm going to go for this double leg to mm-hmm. take you down. Third reason, go for broke. Mm-hmm. You ain't got nothing else in the tank. Gotcha. You're getting beat up on the feet. Yeah. You know, he's starting to get sloppy. Take down, yeah. you know? Yeah. Only three reasons I yeah. feel like anybody never made goes for a takedown. Yeah. Unless, you know, they already had it implemented in their game plan. Yeah. But that's just like... And for the listeners who don't know who Ben Askren is, he's an elite level wrestler. He has experience in the Olympics, I believe. And um, he, he's one of those guys, like, especially when he was fighting in an organization prior to UFC, if he got a hold of you, like, you yeah, would get fighting smashed. In, he was fighting in one. One, right? Yeah, yeah one. He was fighting yeah. in one. He was, I believe, 19 to 0 in mm-hmm. one, retired in one. He was the one champion. Yeah. And, uh, I feel like he got away with it predominantly because one in one you don't really got to cut weight. You get a fifteen pound allowance. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because uh, it's the only organization in the world where they give you a fifteen pound allowance because a person died cutting mm. too much weight. Got you. So you have they they do hydration set like every organization does high like yeah. hydration tests like to make yeah. sure you didn't use IV, but one yeah. takes it super serious. Yeah. So like you got a fifteen pound allowance. Yeah. So every fighter's already walking around 15 pounds above the weight they're fighting. Yeah. Right. So really, if I'm fighting at 170, I can fight at 185 or weighing on the scale at 184. Gotcha. Right? Okay. So that's like yeah, my limit. So I don't have gotcha. to cut so super like so much weight. Yeah. And that's how it's supposed to be. I feel everybody. Yeah. If you can, if you can compete at the weight. Yeah. That you're sparring at, or that you you you've uh, peaked at during sparring. Mm-hmm. You'll always compete the best. Yeah. So for Ben Askren, I feel like that benefited him a lot. Because he already didn't lift weights. All he did was wrestle. Yeah. He has a strong dad, but he's not like he's not like a super buff dude. No, like dude. He no. easily does not lift weights. He only wrestles. Yes. And he like yeah. maybe hits pads twice yeah. a week, you know? Yeah. So for him, for him and one was was like a good a good organization for him. Like, yeah. And they already liked yeah. him a lot. So yeah. It's crazy to see where the welterweight division is in the UFC right now. I mean, you it's so it is the stacked. hardest. Division for sure. I thought I thought in, in my opinion, even when I was growing up and I I'm from Michigan and I was growing up and I was wrestling, 170 was always like the hardest division. Cause there you had 
guys who were muscle, like they had muscle, but they're also very fit and very strong. When you you start to go heavier than welterweight, the technique suffers a little bit. Because everybody's really strong. Exactly. And when you go lighter, obviously they don't have that horsepower. They don't have that explosion. So they have the speed. They have the speed, of course. But you're in like that that Goldilocks zone and welterweight is just fucking crazy. It's crazy to see that you're coming up in the ranks, though, man. Like, you're a force, bro. Like, is it... Do you feel like sometimes, like, it's like, damn, man, my life is literally about to change? Every day. Every day? Yeah, but I don't really think about that as much. I I more so think about it on the day-to-day aspect because, like you said, on any given day, your life can change, you know? But if I focus on that, I can't focus in the moment to where I need to do what I have to do, you know? If you always focus on where you're going to end up and not focus on where you are, you always lose, you know, sight of mm-hmm. what's going on, you know? Exactly. So you kind of got to be in the moment when you're in the moment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Just let it ride. You yeah. yeah, absolutely. You got anything to say, be that? Uh, not for sure. You just got to enjoy the process. I feel, I feel like people can lose sight of that. That's the beauty of it. Because, like, certain moments, you know, you don't get as much privacy later down the road and things like that. I feel like people kind of take for granted. Yeah, exactly. People always say trust the process, but not many people know what the process is. They don't. They absolutely don't. Or they don't have like a clear like uh, objective. A lot of times people are shuffling what they want to do because they're not willing to put in that work of like doing a personal assessment for exactly. what their life journey is. We was just actually talking about exactly. Finding that life journey, and once you find that life journey for you, I'm sure it's to be one the best fighter of all time, best yeah. fighter ever. Um, once you're able to figure that out, have laser discipline, super focused to get that objective done yeah. by any means necessary. See, that's hard for, in my opinion, that's hard for a lot of people because people think, oh man, I gotta wake up at 5 a.m. to do this, but you, it's for you. You know, like, mm-hmm. this is for you. Yeah. This isn't for anybody else. This is for you. Yeah. So, like, the minute I hear somebody say, like, you know, I, I train people, too. So, I'm like, all right, you know, just come at 6 a.m. We can train. 6 a.m. is kind of early. The minute I hear that, I already know, like, okay, yeah. you, you, you kind of, you're not that serious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you don't really want to lose this weight. Yeah. Like, you yeah. you really don't want this. You don't yeah. want it that bad, you know? Because what people don't understand is um, in order to be successful or in order to be great, it's the little things that come together and make a make a whole, you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, man, I got to wake up at 6 a.m. All right, bet. let's go. Let's go to the gym. Boom. Go yeah. train. But you didn't recognize that you are up earlier than half of the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, yeah. you think people at the stock market are asleep <laughs> at that time? Yeah. No, they up. Yeah. They up from 4.30. For sure. Waiting for it to open up yeah. so they can, you know, do what they got to do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And... If they can be that motivated to wake up at that time just to watch stocks go up and down so they can make this money or mm-hmm. do what they, do what they got to do, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know, what is anybody else doing? You yeah. Know? yeah, I feel like you're if you're willing to put in that extra effort for yourself, nobody can't really stop you or tell you anything different from what it what it takes to go to where you want to go. You know, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. being yeah. The, being the first person in the gym and being the last person in the gym. You know? Yeah. Being the first person, you know, to wake up to do whatever, like, business business mm-hmm. models for yourself. Like, oh, you want to start a business? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's the idea behind the business? Do you have a vision board? Do you have, like, a, 
you have a plan of attack like mm-hmm. how do you how do you plan on the road about it who's your who's your target audience you know yeah so uh people are really really willing to put that down on paper or you know uh show everyone that they're willing to take it serious you yeah. know sometimes yeah. you just got to take the time to suffer a little bit mm-hmm. for the greater cause for yourself in the long run but yeah. people don't understand that and know? and and like we mentioned earlier in the show like that again is going towards your confidence on competition day exactly I mean that, that he he said it perfectly. Do you visualize or, or manifest or all the time, all the time, every day? Okay. Yeah, every day. Yeah. I have like this board. This is a whiteboard, and I just write things to myself that I think often, but I make sure it's the first thing I see when I wake up. Mm-hmm. So like, I wake up, I turn, or boom. got you, got I you. Wake up, I turn, yeah. or boom, yeah. you know. But it's just like little little things like. They don't want to see you. They don't want to see you at the top, you know. Mm-hmm. Or uh, oh, they're not working you, D. You know, yeah, like little things yeah, to myself. Yeah. Like, oh man, they're not working you. What you yeah. doing? <laughs> you sleep? Yeah. Sleep? Yeah. You, know? you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes you'll be asleep and that alarm go off and you just really just like oh, <laughs> you like damn, bro. And you look at the alarm. Sometimes you gotta leave a around the alarm. Oh, you being a little bitch right now. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you see, the first alarm. You know, the first alarm was like, all right, I'm gonna let you chill. Oh, we go to sleep. Then you, then you remember you always set like two alarms. Yeah. The second alarm is the one talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I make sure like I keep that in mind for myself because I don't want to. I don't want to be where I used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. I don't. I definitely don't want to make it a generational thing for my kids. Oh either. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So, I, I would rather be the martyr. Yeah, since I'd rather right. suffer. Yeah, for everybody else. Yeah, I, th- that's the definition of being a man. Honestly, be, yeah. be just having that intention and that mindset of I got to put in the work right now, and so I can enjoy life later. And if that means me making certain sacrifices I have to make at this given moment, well, okay then. That shows maturity and that's also exactly. shows that you're growing into the man that you know you're gonna inevitably become. That's that that's an amazing mindset to have. And it's just it's just refreshing to hear similar guys or like I like minds come together and, and have that same type of driven focus. I'm a ruthless critic of myself. I can't let shit pass up. Just like you said, I have that subconscious voice in my head holds me accountable. And I feel like if I if I feel like I'm I'm starting to slip up or I'm not on my yep. on, on my ten toes, man, that voice gets louder and louder. louder and louder. And you have you have to do it. You have to give it's it. It's like an it. overwhelming feeling. Like <laughs> sometimes I can go like like I've recognized that the most I can go without training maybe is like three days, three to four days. Yeah. And that's only because I actually have to rest my body. And, you know, sometimes my coaches and my trainers will recognize that, yo, you need to stop. Like, chill. You And I don't know what it is. It's like an overwhelming feeling where my body just starts, like, moving. Yeah. And I just can't stop moving. Like, it's yeah. like I'm, I'm antsy. Yeah. Like, I'm itchy. Like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just feel slimy. Like, I'm yeah. dirty. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> damn, what am I doing right now? Like, I don't know what I'm doing my time. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. Like. And it's, 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 it's the crazy type of energy where, like, I can't even just pretend to sit down and just watch Netflix mm-hmm. or, like, TV. Yeah. Like, the only time I can ever just actually watch Netflix is after I'm done training. Yeah. Like, it's the only, way that's, it's the only time it works for me. Yeah. Or, like, I, I just worked out. I'm actually tired, but I know I put some work in. Got you. So it's like, all right, this is a little reward. Yeah. Watch this Netflix yeah. real quick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
I can't just sit around and do nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's, like, that's a testament to why you like how great you are at this moment. And that's going to continue to elevate your, your mindset is allowing you to uh, progress in a physical state as well. And that's why your skills are only become sharper. That's why you're going to gain more experience and just, just continue to rise to occasion and, and, and do whatever you want to do. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Who, who inspires you? Like what, what fighters do you look at? I'm not even thinking in like a stylistic manner. We'll get to that later, but I, I mean like in a mental, like warfare, like fortitude, like wh- what fighters inspire you that the people might know? Um, that's a good question because um, coming into MMA, I didn't even know any fighters. I didn't know anybody specifically. I just walked up in the gym one day and I just out wrestled everybody in jujitsu. <laughs> and they just started That's talking. That's the way it begins. <laughs> <laughs> and they started calling me John Jones. I was like, who the fuck is John Jones? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I just think that's the a, a signature black guy to reference. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. They always do. Well, that. They, well back then I actually did kind of like John Jones. Yeah, you know, for sure. Tall, skinny black guy. Yeah, you got the stature. So, like, sure. I had a stature for it. So, yeah. I'm like, who's. John Jones, you know what I'm saying? Oh, you didn't know John Jones? I mean, when I first started MMA, I was 18, but oh I, didn't even, I didn't even watch it like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I actually got into it because of high school wrestling, where I was like, damn, yeah, all right, I'm done with this. Yeah, what's next? You know, like that mindset was like, damn, what's next? The fact that you came into MMA at 18 and you're already at the level as far as like technical efficiency, you don't telegraph your shots. And what I mean by that is, when you're throwing your shots, I'm not seeing it yeah. a mile away. You're very explosive, quick, and you're very instinctive. And the fact that you're able to develop so fast is, I mean, what the? But you do, you train with ATT? Yeah, well, I train with um, American Top Team Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. uh, primarily with uh, my striking coach, Luis Nazario, mm-hmm. and my jiu jitsu coach, Junior Fernandez. Shout out to them. Yeah, most <laughs> definitely. But, um, for like my hard pro training, I trained at Sanford MMA. Mm. It's uh, <clears throat> it's basically a, a transitional gym from Hard Knocks mm-hmm. 365. Got you. So I'm basically like training with the pros now. So wow. like the, well, I've always been training with the pros, but I'm training with like guys who are on that level, like the elite levels, yeah. where they, you know, understand where, yo, this is all eggs in one basket type of thing, you know? I saw you with Derek Bronson in, in a picture. Yeah, like, I was with Jesus. Derek Bronson, you know, Jason Jackson, Kamar Usman. Uh, I've been training with all them boys. That's the welterweight champion of the world, uh, yes. of, the, of the UFC yeah. right now, uh, Carl Usman. Kamar Usman. Kamar yeah. Usman. Yeah. So, um, well, it's definitely, it's, it's kind of like a very motivational thing and a very, like, it's motivational in the fact that it's super humbling, you know, mm-hmm. like, you can go from like a, a little family gym, you know, you're training coming up and you just beating up everybody. Yeah. And you go to a gym like that. And you're doing, you're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you go from being a big fish in a small pond to a small fish yeah. in a big pond, you know? Like, yeah. you're like, oh, wow. Like, I really got to earn my respect, yeah. which is not a problem, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Earning respect is kind of kind of like the way of the world, really. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I feel like you never really know a person until you fought them. Mm-hmm. And you never really earn anyone respect until you show them what you can do when they when they put you to the test. Yeah. You know, like people always want to test you. Mm-hmm. That's really like the basis of life. Yeah. People want to test, 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 test. You get in a relationship with a woman, she's gonna want to test, test, trust me. That's what she do. Yeah. That's what they do. People want to test. Yeah. So it's like 
are you going to fold mm-hmm. or are you going to stay there and mm-hmm. just do what you got to do? You exactly. know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's kind of like yeah. that. So I make sure I keep it simple when it comes to just being my authentic self and just doing what I have to do and yeah. rise to the occasion when, when it's time to. Yeah. Um, that's really primarily the basis of doing that like when it comes to just rising to the top. But what was the question? <laughs> I forgot. It's just a great conversation. <laughs> Honestly, I, if anything, I got some questions in. Or not even questions. I just want to, because I, I feel like I missed it, what I was about to say, like when y'all were talking about it. But um, when you were talking about um, basically just like the work ethic and just like when you're training people and you know like oh and it's too early and this and that like it's funny because uh <laughs> do y'all follow plus on instagram yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah earlier today yeah, that's what it reminded me of cause, like that shit definitely hit home because i was like yeah bro like re- like you don't even got it because even with me when i play football like um i just remember like there came to a point when i was like falling out of love with it and like yeah i just didn't feel like doing it any like Basically, it just showed that, like, um, regardless of whatever you're doing, like, if you have to be micromanaged, you know what I'm saying? If somebody has to try to get the greatness out of you and you don't want the greatness yeah. for yourself, that's really, like, a determinant. And um, what else? Jeez. And then um, even about, like, being a pro- – even about, like, y- like, your why as far as, like, you want to provide for your family. I feel like that's the whole point of – doing anything we do as a man you know what i'm saying like i feel like that's just a part of what it is because at the end of the day like for me i feel like if you can provide like a lot of, like a lot of people can talk but like nobody can really provide and like as a man if you can provide you're like you're a king because it, like even like women aside if you can provide you can get any girl you want yeah yeah, yeah. <clears throat> my so it's it's crazy to have like this. I'm not gonna say it. I, it's like an episode, right? Not an interview, but it's like I'm I'm interviewing as well because like I feel like, dude, I'm like a fan. Like I, I'm a fan of yours. I try to show as as much support um to you, and it's just like right now we're seeing your 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 career in its embryonic stage. Like it's it's in its beginning phase. Like very just like this podcast, yeah. and it's gonna continue to grow and. Dude, I feel like three, four years from now, bro, we could very much be looking at the next UFC superstar. And I don't like to predict or like try to make strong statements like that, but that's just yeah, you're okay. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like it. There we go. I just, I just, my intuition is telling me like we this this is one of them ones right here. Like this guy, he's on it, man. Your mindset is is completely perfect. People don't realize how much of an art that 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 mixed martial art is where you have guys like Anderson Silva who developed these styles like the the, uh, the front kick where he knocked out Victor Belfort, that beautiful display of technique and timing. And then you also you got John Jones with the spinning back kicks, Israel yep. Sanya, and even George St. Pierre when he was delivering those jabs. I just remembered your question. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's similar, right? Who, was, uh, who inspired me? Yeah, yeah. The, this one... I want to ask, like, where did you, did you completely just come up with your own style or did you watch anybody, like any highlights that influenced you a little bit on the way you move in the octagon? 
Yeah, so when people started calling me John Jones, of course, he was clearly the first person I saw, right? <laughs> yeah. So John Jones came, of course, you know, like, John Jones guy. All right, let's go to YouTube. <laughs> go to YouTube, watch John Jones. Oh, wow. This is that guy. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is okay. Yeah. I am a fan, fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Then, you know, he hits an old lady on coke. All right, all right. Let's take a step back, you know. All right, cool, cool, cool. Then you're like, oh wow, who's this other tall black guy? Oh, he's not black, he's Brazilian. Why is his voice so high? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was Anderson Silva. You know what I mean? Yeah, let's watch this real quick. Take a sec, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh wow, I really like the way he moves. Um, oh, oh, this is crazy. And then you're like, GSP, who's this guy? Oh, Rush. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see why they call him Rush. This guy's quick. Mm-hmm. His wrestling takedowns are ridiculous. Oh, I love it. And then a new generation fighter like Israel Adesanya comes out. And yeah. it's just like, all right. Yeah. Let's watch. <laughs> yeah, you, know, what right. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, when it comes to guys who, like, inspired me, I can't really say anybody inspired me because I feel like I inspired me the most, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's real. You know? yeah, absolutely. You kind of like grow up in a, in a situation where like you kind of like searching for father figures or searching for like figures to motivate you. Yeah. And then you kind of have to grow into the person where you can be the one who you're motivating or yeah. you got to turn yourself into the figure that you needed, mm-hmm. you know, when, yeah. you're, you're, when you're that little kid, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I kind of consider myself as the person who inspired me the most mm-hmm. because I set goals for myself and then I set standards yeah. and I achieved them by any means possible. You know, mm-hmm. like whether I had the money, whether I didn't have the money, <clears throat> whether it was like me just cleaning up the gym, you mm-hmm. know, just to train, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, just, just keeping my head down, just do what I have to do, just in order to do what I want to do, you know, what I love. Exactly. It's not a problem. Yeah. Um. So watching these guys, you know, <clears throat> to come up with like a fighting style was, for me, was just, something i felt simple i guess it just came easy it was more so like i can see something and then i can do it mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah. i feel like yeah. that's i don't know if that makes sense but no, like, it really does I would watch it yeah and then i was just immediately able to do it it was weird yeah no it, it really does mm-hmm. you know all the champions all the greats have the same exact mindset that you do have where they live in this reality where everything is absolutely mm-hmm. possible through hard work and dedication and with that type of mindset, they're able to mu- muster up the confidence to be a champion because they know they work endless hours and they put in way more work than the competition and they feel super sharp. It's no bullshit with it. You know, like like you exactly. said, there's no weeks where you completely just took off and, you know, you miss it from the gym. Yeah. I went to Jamaica another gym to train. Yeah. No vacations. That was my vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Man, it's just like there's there's no time off. And that's how you if you're listening to this and you're like, what? I don't fucking look. I don't watch fighting like you can take these principles and apply it to your own life. And I promise you, you your life will make a 180. It doesn't even have to be about fighting. I feel. If you want something bad enough, mm-hmm. you'll figure out how to make it happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's really, it's there's really no such thing. As, yeah, there's there's really no such thing as damn. I really want a million dollars, but I, I don't know how I'm going to make that. Like, mm-hmm. if you want a million dollars, quit your job, go wash cars. <laughs> Bro, wash seven cars a day, charge mm-hmm. $20. Of course, people might may or may not tip, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. But you're making that money. So, yeah. so you know, start with a couple cars. Yeah. Maybe you should start with more cars, yeah. you know, and just keep increasing. Like, $300 a day, six figures. Mm-hmm. 
That's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Three hundred dollars a day is six figures. Yeah. You know that? Yeah. So like, if you keep that mentality where like, oh, I just gotta work this job because I gotta survive and I gotta pay these bills, you're not really ever gonna take a risk to to achieve the dream you want. Yeah. I feel like people get stuck in this mentality where like they're working. And they, and they feel like they're working so hard. They have, they have like, oh, man, I went to overtime this week. You know, I worked, like, 60 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, I made I made so much money. And then they get their check, and then it's gone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, did all that work. Nothing. Did nothing. Yeah. Now you got to do it again. Yeah. So, like, that's cool and all, but how long can you work 60-hour week before your body crashes, before yeah. you start feeling that, that mental strain, you mm-hmm. know? Not very long, yeah. you know? As opposed to... I'm a business owner. Mm-hmm. I own my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work when I want to work. Mm-hmm. And I still make the same amount of money that you would make in two weeks in one week, you know? Yeah. So, like, it's all about how bad you want it. Yeah. You know? It's all about the vision that you created with just a simple idea. Yeah. Like, I have a boy, um, uh, Jairus Lewis, mm-hmm. and a couple of his, a couple of our friends, they started their business called Solutions. Mm-hmm. And, um, they put the time and effort into it, like designing it. They took they took months. Mm-hmm. Quit his job, took months mm-hmm. designing the, the business plan and everything. But it's that work you put in yeah. to where, wow, I can do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna make this happen. You know, set my prices. And you know, when you set your price, you gotta understand that that's your price. You know, that's your worth. And you can't let people tell you what your worth is. You mm-hmm. know, so when you really want it, you can make it happen. Yeah. It's not really. It's not really hard or impossible to do. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. It registers so hard, man. It really does. Got anything? Yeah. <laughs> um, that reminds me of like a quote. It was like, uh, like when we work hard for something that we don't believe in, it's called stress. And then when we work hard for something that we that we do believe in, it's called passion. And like that same 60 hours that somebody's like slaving for, doing some shit that they don't want. Oh, yeah. You, you feel that grind. But like. If you putting in sixty hours doing something you like, shit, it's like fuck it, let's go for nine. Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah. That's the that's but that's the mindset you gotta have mm-hmm. where I'm willing to work for this man mm-hmm. for this long mm-hmm. and I don't get my time back yeah. for this money yeah. that I can make any time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the equations don't add up. They print it. They printing money every day too, so it's not like. So I'm working all this. I'm I'm so yeah. I'm, I'm losing all my time uh, working nine hour shifts. Yeah. To work for this job that I don't like. Yeah. Making me unhappy, stressed, yeah. and you know, just to provide for my family when I could do the same exact thing that they're doing and reach the top. Yeah. That way, you know. That's yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I don't I don't like that concept. And people people get fixed, like stuck in that fixated mindset where, um. Oh man, you know I don't, I don't want to do this because da 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 da, da or I don't want to take the risk because da 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 da, da mm-hmm. or I don't want to pay that amount of money because da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. But like, you pay the money to invest in yourself, mm-hmm. so that way you can accomplish more. Absolutely. You know, I'd rather be broke than depressed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I would never put myself in a situation where like I'm at a job that I absolutely hate mm-hmm. because I need the money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Money comes and goes. It's it's very eerie to see some uh, uh, individuals who choose that way of life. Yeah. Um, I call it complacency because it's it's, it's, it's it's a life that's carved out for you and yeah. it's something you can ride on. Um, 
40 years down the line and they're just like a shell of themselves. The, the corporation, whatever corporation they worked for, it, it, it didn't give a fuck about them. There was just another Never number, did. another cockroach. Exactly. And and it siphoned all their energy, all their ambition. And then what you get is like a, a six-year-old who is just going with the wind. <clears throat> the worst thing you can be, in my opinion, is a depressed 40-year-old with kids who have who has no ambition to motivate their children or support them Oof. in their ambitions and needs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So why would I put myself in a position where I'm going to have kids mm-hmm. but can't support them mentally, physically, and emotionally? Yeah. You know? Like, so they can do what they want to do yeah. and accomplish the dreams that they want to accomplish. You yeah. know? It's, it's not okay. You know, I, I definitely didn't have everything. Mm-hmm. My mom definitely was the type of person to work buku amounts of hours. Yeah. But she... Always made sure that she had the time, you know, to come home and, hey, what you guys doing? Let's watch a movie. Yeah. Or, like, let me come home and make some dinner, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and always spend time with us, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You don't get your time back. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. So, people need to understand that, yo, don't be that person. Don't yeah. be this stressed out and depressed person. Mm-mm. You don't want that. You don't want to be the guy yelling at your son, hey, I used to be, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> back in my day. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't yeah. be that guy, bro. Yeah. It ain't back yeah. in the day right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Get it together. Ladies and gentlemen, we call that alpha shit. Men or women, whatever, you can be an alpha. You can own your own shit and you can you can dictate where your life goes. And I exactly. think that, I think our generation is seeing that. Like, I it was hard for our parents and our grandparents to see it Most because definitely. they didn't have the internet. They didn't. See, they did, they wasn't able to see the world the way we were were able to see it. Yep. I see the internet as like um, a, a different perspective that widens mm-hmm. everything. We're able to see the world for what it is and all the options that we can tap. And it's just it's whatever it's 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 literally unlimited, especially in the United States, a first world country where you do have the ability to choose what you want to do. It's just it's just a beautiful thing. And I, and I really think our generation um, is really taking advantage. I don't man. I don't even know if the nine to five thing is going to be a, a thing. It shouldn't be. A t- it shouldn't be a thing. It's people just, forget like and I feel like people really forget. And it's, it's, it's something that really kills me is that when people ask questions, when they have the power of Google, like it's accessible and it has everything that you need. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, where's the address to this? I just told you the name. Google it. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people, people take take for granted like the ability to not have to go to the library, mm-hmm. say get a library card and get these books out and read these books when it's all accessible to them on their phone. Mm-hmm. They carry with them every single day. Yeah, like they're always looking at their phone scrolling, but they're never scrolling towards their dreams. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's crazy. Hey, uh, hey. Like that was dreams. <laughs> yeah, like, scroll, scroll, scroll some was, information you need, boy. Shit, that's the hardest rap bar of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, it's just, it's, it's just amazing to hear that you're that you have like. The, I, I wanted to pick your mind so much. I was like, man, I want to see how he thinks. Like, he's literally doing something that you know. I, I, I he's 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 in a sport that I love. I I grew up watching UFC, and I just wanted to see where your mindset was. And it's just like you have a champion mindset like you have an alpha male mindset and it's like i if i'm looking at his eyes this is audio so they're not going to be able to see us or anything but i'm looking at this man's eyes and i see complete fire there's, <laughs> and there's no putting it out yeah. you know what i'm saying like 
this guy is 100 percent um sure of what he's going to complete and i absolutely love it man i love it so um let's see we got the uh the tyson fury fight oh that's a night i think i know who you're going with well how, how do you think i obviously can't you know predict or whatever but if you had how, how do you feel the fight might go I mean, Wilder said he gonna knock him out. What in the second? He, he said something crazy. He said second yeah, round. I think, I think crazy. Said second, yeah. But listen, 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 listen. I don't doubt Deontay when he say he about to do something. Yeah. This man is a freak of nature. Like, no, in my opinion, like he's absolute. Like, if you actually like read about Deontay, like this man had one amateur fight that went pro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. That's so fucking One funny. One amateur fight, went pro, and then from being pro, knocked out everybody. <laughs> Whoever he did knock out went back to knock him out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I, I like for him to, to actually knock out Fury. You know what, what I'm saying? Especially considering yeah. Fury's last fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, it wasn't a good showcase. It was not a good showcase for Fury. Wait, and dude, if, he wow. can, if that guy can make him look like a duck, I mean, Fury won, but like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What's next? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Wilder, meanwhile, Wilder's last fight was... Just, just destroyed that guy. Yep. Completely, yeah, ran through him like nothing. I mean... Like a like a knife and butter? Like a knife and butter. <laughs> no, sure. no, for real. They made memes about that guy. Tyson Fury has... Um, I, I think he's he's one of those heavyweights that have displayed some of the best footwork. Most definitely we, we've ever seen. His footwork he's is deceptive, off the charts. Deceptive. Yeah. Like, for, for the way he's built... The way he's moving mm-hmm. at that size don't make sense. It don't add up. And he came in the weigh-ins at 268 fucking pounds. Like, that's what? That doesn't, that doesn't add up. You shouldn't be moving. First of all, first of all, you're coming away in that heavy. That's one. Yeah. Two, should not be moving like that. Yeah. Three, why is your gas taste so good? That's crazy. And what's even crazier is Wilder came in at 238. He came in the lightest he's ever been. What? And I thought that was the craziest. Sweet. And this guy's like nine percent body fat. Like this yeah, guy is yeah, most definitely shot. Most definitely, <laughs> most definitely. Like, bro, easily he don't he don't work hard to make. Yeah, it. he just yeah. trained. That's that's fight. that's an example of like uh someone who was truly born to do something. Like he's yeah. a specimen. Like no, he's, he's just literally a specimen. Like his hands aren't the best. Yeah. Like his like any 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 boxer any fighter would say yo his, his striking isn't the best, but it don't matter. He makes it work for him. You know what I'm saying? Like. Jab, right hand, jab, right hand, jab, right hand. Whatever he hits, that's that's it. If I was an alien, I was coming from another dimension, and I and I just somehow stumbled upon Earth, and I was looking at all the species on this planet, and I saw Wilder, and and I and I, and then I also saw some average guy Joe on the street. I'm like, well, he's a different species. Yeah, that's already, <laughs> already inhabited this planet. He's already dominating oh, yeah, it. So we'll go yeah. to another we're planet. Yeah. We're gonna head, head out. You know what I'm saying? Like. It makes no sense. Nah, it makes, uh, and it seems like he's his his approach to uh, boxing simple, like his training regimen, like his trainer, like there's nothing crazy about it. He literally is a one in the two. Yeah, he's just a one in the two, and the occasional hook or yeah. the uppercut if he has to make adjustments, like he did in that last fight with was it Brazil? No, 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 the last fight against uh guy's fighting tonight. What's his name? Oh, Fury, Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I had to make these adjustments through <sighs> yeah. the right hand. Right overhand and then yeah. do the uppercut and drop them. Yeah. And that's what dropped them. Yeah. 
So he said he had to make those adjustments, but you don't really see that often, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, he's so great. He can do that on the fly, too. The thing about the, the first fight was, I, I think a, a lot of people forget, but Fury was winning that fight, and and he was making um, Wilder look not <laughs> amateur, but like he was like reaching you just with tell. the footwork. Yeah, with the foot. His footwork yeah. is so good. He can make Wilder miss yeah. a lot. He made Wilder like he made Wilder look like damn. Yeah. There was, there was, there was, but the thing was when he got clipped, oh my God, how hard he hit the ground almost. I jumped out of my seat. He, I thought he died. <laughs> I mean, Wilder thought he died. I was turned around and walked away. Yeah, that boy died. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it came on like Undertaker, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Crazy. Yeah, he's, the, that's, that's why they call him a gypsy. Like, there has to be some magic shit going on there. He elevated, like, he, it's like he elevated from the ground after getting steamroll like dude this the punch that wilder landed on fury was ridiculous like you could see his soul leave his body but it wasn't all the way out so it came back in yeah he was so calm that's how much of a gangster that motherfucker is he was so calm about it though he was oh, like he got up like a thug he, was like, <laughs> he did oh you thought oh, it was over shit. Yeah. Ain't over, guys. Oh my God. Wilder's oh my face God. when he saw Fury get up it was oh my God. The fact that they made it uh a split. I mean not a not a split, a draw. Yeah. Well, how, how do you feel the fight should have went? How how were you scoring it? Well, I could say Fury was making the miss a lot mm-hmm. in that fight. Deontay was the aggressor. Fury was landing like a lot of punches. Yeah. But if when it comes to a fight like that, like it always comes down to who got dropped. Mm-hmm. Really, like that's really the politics of boxing. To yeah. be really honest, like, oh, who got dropped in what round? Yeah, because there's been fights where, uh, let's say, let me give you, let me give you an example. Triple G, Triple mm-hmm. G fought. What's his name? Not his name. Daniel, Daniel Jacob. Okay, fought Daniel Jacob, I believe. Daniel Jacob pieced him up the whole fight. Triple mm-hmm. G just walked him down in a straight line, but Jacob got dropped in the third round, I believe. I believe it was the third round. Mm-hmm. And literally because he got dropped in that third round. Didn't matter if he dominated the whole fight, he lost the fight. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like when you're fighting a champion, you gotta knock out the champion. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So so that so that goes that that goes to my next question. That John Jones fight, you must agree with the decision then. Yes. Because the MMA yes. community yes. and include myself, yes. um, I I rewatched the fight and I saw Reyes having them. Mm-hmm. I did see where it was debatable yes. in that third round. Yes. That third round so, was debatable. Yeah. So <clears throat> there's no there's no doubt about it. I would easily give the first two rounds to Reyes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he that's when he had his most energy. That's when his cardio yeah. was at his peak. Yeah. That's when he was actually like ready to like dump everything he had in those mm-hmm. first two rounds. Third round came, he just like a a slug. He yeah. was just <gasps> yeah. And John was pressing the fight the whole time. John pressed the fight the whole time. Yeah. And people don't understand. Like you can't win the fight backing up the whole way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if that was the case, uh, uh, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson would have beat Darren Till. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Easily, he would yeah. beat him easily. But because he backed up the whole fight, he yeah. lost. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, is controversial because a fight is a fight. Like if I'm backing up and you're swinging and missing, mm-hmm. it shouldn't matter if I'm backing up. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm pressing you, and then the last three rounds of the fight, I just make you look like an amateur or a yeah, yeah. you kind of have no choice but to take this loss, yeah. you know? especially if I'm the champion. Yeah, it's just the way the fight ended, too. It was John was obviously, it was obviously, obviously dominating obviously the fight. Um, 
I, I, I definitely see both arguments. I, I see the argument that Reyes might have outstruck him um, in the, for sure the first two rounds. First two and rounds as people definitely. are saying, uh, the third round he got him to. But it was so very close. It was a close fight all around. And I can see both sides of it. Let me ask you something. The, the way the commission is set up in the UFC is almost in-house. Do you feel like we need to revolutionize the way the rules are set up and have uh, retired fighters as judges? To most definitely, yeah, most definitely, right? yeah. because I feel like you can't. Uh, it's it's hard because like when people bring in judges, like just judges, just people just judge fights or judge like singing competition or judge things. The first thing that pops to my mind is, have you ever done a competition? <laughs> That's the first thing that pops to my mind. Second thing is like, okay, so if you have done this competition, what was the level you reached? You know what I'm saying? So, like, are you really qualified to do this? Mm-hmm. So, I feel like fighters would easily make the best yeah. judges yeah. for fights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Without the bias or the favoritism, like, yeah. they're going based off of directly who really won that fight. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, To get a guy who's never been in the ring or octagon, yeah. like, judge a fight is ridiculous. Well, yeah. there was Might stories well that... somebody <laughs> out of the stand. What are you even like, what are you even looking at? Like what are you basing exactly, your stuff off of? Exactly, like? Because at the end of the day, people people literally of a fight, of any fight, they only remember the last 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be really honest. Yeah. Like, so the last 30 seconds of any round yeah. or the last 30 seconds of the last round, that's all they're gonna remember. Yeah. So if John Jones was pressing them and beating them up the last 30 seconds of the fire yeah. of the fight, who won the fight? John Jones. John Jones. Jones. Yeah. So you have to get like an expert eye, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, to, to be able to see, like, oh, yeah. wow. Like, I did that. What are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One thing that disturbed me, um, and, and this is why I raised this question, is because a judge scored it, like, 49, 46, Jones. Like, yeah, that was actually <laughs> really, watching, that was actually really bad. Yeah. <laughs> were you watching the fight, my guy? Like, guy was smoking crack. And there, and there were, like, uh, Joe Rogan even announced it over the air. Like, one of the judges was looking at the phone during the fucking fight. What are you doing, son? That's just like it just there's no place for that. And 49, 46. That is psychotic. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's insane. That and and for people who don't know what that means, that's basically like dominated. It's like if like he dominated his yeah, round. Exactly. Like he got Khabib or something. Like when, when Connor fought Khabib and yeah. yeah, it's just man, it's insane. And so I, I think I, I think where MMA is at right now is very exciting because obviously we're on this exponential rise on the fucking charts and it's going through the chart right now. Most we don't definitely. know where it's going to be. I think there's going to be the biggest sport in the future, bro. Football. Beat boxing in a while. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, I think it's beating boxing now. Boring, it's, boxing now. it's being boxing now, but the issue is that MMA fighters aren't getting paid like boxing. They're not. They're not. That's the issue. So it's but not that's the promoter. That's the, the it's weird because like boxing, you got different promoters and they kind of set those standards but right there. At the end of the day, if I tell you name three <laughs> boxers, you can name me three boxers. Mm-hmm. If I say to a rag, a regular person, name three MMA fighters. Name Listen, Reger, I, I feel Jones. like Hold on, like, right. huh? Conor McGregor, John Ohio. Jones, or uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, but I, you don't think guys know like Israel Asanya? We can go to any bar right now. And I say, hey, who's the who's the middleweight champion of the world, or who's the welterweight champion of the world? Mm-hmm. They're never gonna be able to know. They're not gonna be able to tell you that. Say, hey, um, 
Name two MMA fighters. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So, like, they'll never be able to do that. But if I say, hey, name uh, four or five boxers. Yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. Well, dude, I think that's a right. I think it's right around the corner, though. I think I think the the move that you, the UFC made on getting with Fox and I mean, yeah, not yeah, Fox, yeah, yeah. Uh, was it was it Fox? ESPN. I'm ESPN. sorry, ESPN, <laughs> and being able to do the ESPN Plus deal and having just more access to, uh, given to the people to oh, look at these fights. It's it's just only around the corner. And like Amanda Nunes, like if you look at her internationally, which she's the um, she's the champion. Um, if you look at international, she's a superstar. At this, I just think America's a little late in catching some of this stuff. Most definitely, yeah. She's definitely on the. She's definitely should be on the forefront of just the UFC. Yeah, to be really honest, because she's not probably she defended her title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her title, she defended. She she gained a second title. Uh-huh. And she's beating up everybody in her division, and she's part of the LGBTQ community. You know what exactly. Saying? So yeah. she should be one of the forefront front like runners of yeah. the UFC. I feel like like spokeswoman. Yeah. Not to mention, I think she's one of the highest grossing female fighters. Yeah. So, yeah. not to mention the females get paid more than the men. Yeah. She's an absolute beat. If, if you've never seen her fight, it's almost like she's throwing telephone <laughs> poles at these girls' face. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> she's throwing kitchen sinks. She's throwing kitchen sinks. Yeah. She mm-hmm. she fought Chris Cyber, which is odd. Beast animal, an uh, animal. Um, Chris Cyborg has a belt in every major organization. Mm-hmm. So we're talking one, Bellator, yeah, and UFC. She yeah. has a title, yeah, in all three of those organizations, yeah. And she is like, she's not built like a traditional woman. Like she is built like she she would she would knock she she'll, she'll fuck up men for sure. Built like a cyborg, yeah, for, for sure. There's there's <laughs> allegations. On her, I'm not gonna really go into specifics, but she's just a beast of a woman. And the fact that Amanda Nunes put it away like it was nothing. Yeah. Honestly, she, she made her look like it. a child. Yeah. And Amanda Nunes amateur, is right? not huge. Amanda yeah, she's Nunes not. Is not huge. No. She has those wide hips, and, and you can see she the, has those broad shoulders. Those wide broad hips, shoulders. She's yeah. Just built like a truck. But. She can torque those punches really nice. She, yeah, she's for sure. Yeah, I don't know why they don't give it. Hopefully, I th- maybe in the future they'll give her uh, definitely some more airtime. Most definitely, De- definitely, definitely some promotion. The way yeah. she's putting away these. Girls I think she'll. I think she'll. I think she'll. Uh, most definitely, like if she decides to retire anytime soon, mm-hmm. she'll definitely have like a, a major, major, major role in the UFC. Yeah, for sure. For sure. She has to. There's no yeah. way. I know she's. Not to mention, she's from Brazil. Uh. You know? Yeah, that's another. And she 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 knocked out Ronda Rousey, which was the that star, the star of the women. Not just Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, Holly Holmes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like she, yeah, she's, she's going through everything. Yeah. Like she lost to Holly, right? No, no, right. no. Ronda, Holly. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Didn't because I was I feel like yeah. Holly to Ronda's soul. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 been downhill. <laughs> Oh my god, that was that was brutal. I I didn't like I didn't like seeing that one. That was that was tough. I mean, obviously it's part of the sport, but like there's just some knockouts you see that it's like holy shit. Like you see like the soul left her body, and then she tried to come back with the no press. That was skeptical to me mm-hmm. uh, when she came back to fight Amanda, and and she didn't want to do any press uh, runs, like any like interviews or anything. I was like, hmm, where's her mind at right now? She was nervous. I think she was. Yeah, I think she was. There's no reason to where you want to isolate yourself from mm-hmm. a person 
other than the fact that you're just nervous, you're afraid, yeah. you're scared, you know, you just feel like you have to really focus on what you're doing mm -hmm. to where you have to build this false sense of confidence mm -hmm. going in there. Yeah. I feel like that's what you're trying to do. It didn't help. Yeah, man. It didn't, it didn't help. It didn't. She just completely got dismantled. It, it was hard to see, really hard to see. But, you know, she's definitely a women's pioneer. Like, she's the reason why the, the women in the UFC are as big as they are right now. Like, she's definitely at the forefront of that. She, dude, when she was fucking up uh, Misha Tate in oh. the rematches and just oh. completely just ragdolling her. And, like, she, she's, was it, judo is her background, right? Ronda? Yeah. 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 Oh, my Everybody God. Everybody knew her for being the armbar man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to. What's a judo thing mean? Hip toss? It's a hip toss, yeah. Yeah. But there's a judo. Uh, I got it. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, I'm just my last question because I have a couple friends who are silly and they listen to the podcast and they want to know. I keep telling them this, but could a, let's say we got like a 125 pound woman fighter. Yeah. Could she fuck up the average guy? Maybe he lifts weights. He's in he's shape, but he has no type of knowledge of like. Most definitely. Okay, thank I you. Mean, like, most definitely. Thank you, bro. Plus, like women are flexible too. So, like, I mean, yeah. bro. Especially if you're fucking at like the higher level, like. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. They're, they're, I like for I like for karate hottie to come smash up anybody. I like her. She's like cute. Her. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Age Man is up there too, for yeah. sure. Age Man, yeah. yeah I, like man. For, I like for either one of them. I like for Thug Rose to smash <sighs> anybody. Beat them up. Yeah, she's, she's she, even though she has a shaven head, she's so gorgeous. She's yeah. beautiful. Like and her and her spirit is beautiful too. She has that really good energy. Yeah. Her energy is so great. Yeah. That's why she's like, that's why she's the champ. That's why she was the champ. Did you see when um, Yoana? Was in her face at the stare down. She was all the, you know, how she gets deep she in that. Just, and she was just like this. And she was like um, calling out scriptures, like at the the, the way in, like the official way in. Really? Yeah, she was just um, like just saying scriptures while she was doing all that crazy shit. Like, she is so gangster, bro. She is. Thug, bro. For real. Thug, yeah. bro. For real. I can't wait to see her get back in the octagon again, man. Yeah. Okay. Man, is there anything else you wanted to get off your chest? Anything you want to. <laughs> Say, um, we're gonna have you plug in your stuff as well. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, stop being lazy. Eat your weedies. Eat your weedies. Yes, sir. Um, other than that, no, I appreciate you for having me on. Man, it's a show, pleasure. Show. It's a pleasure. And, and at this moment, for now on, but you are family of the podcast. You can come whenever yes, you sir. want to. I would definitely have you come over um, so, so we can discuss some of these fights that um, be partaking in the future. Well, I can't wait to see that Israel Adesanya versus Yo Romero. I like Izzy. I still like Izzy. Yeah. Man. But Yo is so dangerous. Yeah, well, I was a freak of nature. Yeah. Forty-two years, forty-three years old. Yeah. Oh, he's forty-three. He's forty-three. He's one of the oldest fighters in the UFC. He doesn't look a day over twenty. Yeah. The man this, this is, is a freak genetics. of nature. Yeah. Did you see the? Wait, wait, wait. Let's 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 pause. Let's dial it back for a second. Okay. okay. Before I say, you know, did you see the weigh-ins where he did the backflip in jeans <laughs> and split and then the split? <laughs> yeah. All right. So like. Alright, so what? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that. Wait, 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 wait,
Mando's like, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Mando full backflip in the split. It's G. Yeah. All right. First of all, if I did that without warming up, yeah. that's my ass. Yeah. And I was 23. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine what this man was feeling after. Uh, He's a freak of nature, bro. It's, the, it's that, see you soon, boy. It's that, see it's you that soon, mentality. Boy. It's, it's that mentality. <laughs> Right, he's, he's Cuba, man. He's Cuba. Like, he's Cuba, boy. He, there was this interview where he said, like, all the, like, everybody looks like him right yeah. in his home country. Yeah. I believe it for sure, dude. He's just, he, he it's like if you had, like, a, a, a marble, like, a, a vase, or not even, like, just like a, 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 a marble, like, platform. And if I was, like, chipping away and making, like, the perfect human body with just, like, an eight-pack, yep. you know, traps that yep. go from your fucking ears yep. to, you know what I'm saying? Broad-ass shoulders, wide-ass back. And if I was trying to perfect it to, the like, what does the most perfect human being looks like? That's Yo Romero, son. I've hey. seen this man in person. He's not that tall, but he is just huge. I bet he's so strong. I bet he's so strong. He's like, he's like easily like the type of guy where like, all right, if we're in this octagon, I'm not trying to see you right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I ain't trying to see you um, right now. Like, and he's an Olympic wrestler. Like yeah, this motherfucker, yeah, not, bro. Like, it's not good. It's not good bro. There's something about grapplers, man. When 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 they when they have this it's extensive, yeah, when they have this extensive experience of just accomplishments. And then, like, you shake their hand. It's like their hand is, like, robotic. Like, it's it so rock. Rock. Yes. There's this right. one guy who shook my hand. It was, like, <laughs> there was, like, no flexibility. <laughs> like, he shook my hand. And yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I don't want you to touch me again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. There's so many guys out there that like that. Like, Bushesha. He's like, animal. Yeah, man. But, yeah. Um... You, I don't think we have anything to plug in. I'm gonna put all that stuff. Yeah, and you got anything you want to shout out anybody, your coaches or your uh, brand or anything like that? Well, definitely shout out the coaches at uh, Sanford and uh, MMA, uh, Henry Hoof, you know, Kami and uh, Greg Jones, and shout out to the coaches at ATTFTL, Junior Fernandez, Luis Nazario. You already know, your boys here. All right, Big yes, truck. sir. <laughs> also, also, shout out to my strength and conditioning coach. I'm Ed. Hey, I'm BB. <laughs> I got you, bro. There we go. All right, that's a wrap. That's Thanks, a wrap. my guy. Right, well, oh my gosh, I gotta get a picture with you. I keep forgetting. Oh, definitely.